Welcome to another inspirational message from Chowdean Community Church, Gateshead. For more information about Chowdean, visit www.chowdean.org.uk. We hope you enjoy the podcast. purpose to trust God through suffering I've got a few Bible verses that I'm going to read firstly Isaiah 43 and I'm just reading two verses and it's already been on when you pass through the waters I will be with you and and through the rivers they shall not overflow you and when you walk through the fire you shall not be burned nor shall the flame scorch you for I am the Lord your God the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. <clears throat> and then Romans chapter 8, verse 16 and 18. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if needed, we suffer with Him, but we may also be glorified together. And then one verse from 2 Timothy Chapter 1 and verse 8. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. And then finally, Hebrews 5 and verse 8. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Purpose. It's a motive, a motivation. It's a reason. It's a point. It's a point for why we do something. It's intentional. I wonder, what do we believe in this morning? What do I believe in? What do you believe in? What do you trust in this morning? Where is your hope? Where is my hope? What is our purpose? What's my purpose? What's your purpose? What's our corporate purpose? What does it lie in? What does it depend on? Suffering can mean many things. It can be physical, emotional, mental. And doctors can normally help, but not all the time. But what I want to say to you this morning, right at the beginning, is Jesus is the great physician. Suffering. Human beings can bring suffering. We see it in the news every day. There's the moral and the evil dilemma. Nature, natural things can bring suffering. Excuse me, disasters, earthquakes, illnesses. So it brings us to the word trust. Well, trust, it's a firm belief in someone or something. It's a reliability. It's a truth. It's an ability. Again, we saw in the clip, what kind of people suffer? Well, the answer is all of us. At some point in our life, we are called, as it were, to suffer. No one's immune. None of us are immune. None of us escape suffering. Suffering will have touched us all at some point in our lives. Every single one of us could stand up here this morning and as it were, 
tell our story or tell a story of someone that we know or a time we have suffered or passed through suffering. We may, I don't know, we may still be in that place today. And if you are, what I want to say is that we, you know, we stand with you and we want to stand with you. And if you are in that place, well, you're in the perfect place this morning. Life is 10% of what happens to us and it's 90% of how we actually respond. People should know we are Christians. Not by the calamities that we face, but by how we actually face them. It's about how we respond. It's about making what we say and do a reality of Christ in our lives. Surely, if we have moral standards, then surely that means that we must believe in a God. We can't just believe in nature, because if we just believe in nature, nature is about the survival of the fittest. Suffering. This is what it says. It's a state of undergoing pain, distress, hardship. It's hard sometimes. The going gets tough. But it doesn't have to be like that because we have a hope and we find God's power in suffering. And each and every single one of us are promised eternal life. We can live forever with Him. It shows the world that God as He is because generally they fail to recognize who God is and who He is. Suffering normally shows God's amazing power. It demonstrates His power. And the thing is with suffering, when I was thinking of suffering, the word that came to my mind was a company. God is with us through our suffering. He accompanies it. He is therefore, if you like, He's like a partner, an escort, a chaperone. He attends to us. He follows us, He leads us, He guides us, He ushers us, He pilots us, He helps us, He assists us, and sometimes He's required to carry us. Well, why does God do all this? The reason is, He's got the t-shirt, He's been there, He's done it, He's seen it all. Jesus suffered, Jesus was beaten, Jesus was betrayed, Jesus was mocked, rejected, crucified, and killed. C.S. Lewis says this, pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks to us in our conscience, and shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. The problem is, <clears throat> just like the disciples, we don't always see Jesus in the storms of our life, do we? If we're totally honest. We look at everything else. We tend to focus on the storm. Just like the disciples in the boat, they forgot that he was in the boat with him. We forget sometimes that he's in the boat with us. He's in the storms with us. And the thing is, the disciples spent a lot of time with him. They were virtually with him every day. 
hopefully we spend a lot of time with him when we meet together and when we're praying and studying his word. But they forgot he was in the boat. And I feel that that's probably what we do sometimes. Also, sometimes through pain, we need perseverance and endurance, which is not always easy. Perseverance is a persistence, tenacity, determination, resolve, staying power, and endurance, an ability to endure on pleasant difficulty, toleration, bearing, patience, and actually accepting and acceptance. Not always easy. So we have God. We have each other. We have prayer. We have practical help. Never underestimate practical help. We have encouragement. And then, of course, two things, grace and divine grace. Grace is an elegance, a poise, a charm. Divine grace, influence which operates in humans to regenerate and sanctify, to inspire virtuous impulses and impact strength to endure not just trials, but temptation as well. Unmerited mercy, favor, God's grace gives us the desire and the power to do his will. And the bit that's underlined is the grace and the power to do his will, whatever, whatever, whatever our circumstances. And again, we're in an honest place. Sometimes our circumstances are naff. Unmerited favor and God's grace gives us the desire and the power to do his will, whatever our circumstances. Spurgeon said this, I am certain that I never did grow in grace one half so much anywhere as I have upon the bed of pain. It's true, when we're waylaid sometimes, we do think a lot more. And that's exactly as it should be. That's exactly how we should respond. And it's not always easy to respond in that way. It's that old phrase that we use so often, isn't it? It's a case of putting our money where our mouth is, what we believe in. It's about simply practicing what we preach. It's about simply practicing what we believe. Showing our faith is real. Showing that our faith is real. A reality. It's about walking the walk instead of only talking the talk. Because when we talk the talk and don't walk the walk, we're not very effective. We have to do both. It's about faith in action. It's about faith lived out. It's about being real. It's about faith being touchable. But most of all, it's powerful. When we live it out, it is powerful. And often we don't have to use words. Words are good. But people notice. People take note of how we live. People take notice of how we respond to this and how we respond to that. People are watching. In effect, our problems are actually opportunities to discover God's solutions. God is not looking for medals. God is not looking for degrees. 
God is not looking for diplomas. God is looking for scars. Corey Ten Boom said this, you may never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. The will of God, I'm sure we can all testify to this, is never exactly what you expect it to be sometimes. It may seem to be much worse for you sometimes. But in the end, it's going to be a lot better and a lot bigger. Francis Drake said this, There must be a beginning of any great matter, but the continuing on to the end until it be thoroughly finished yields the true glory. Good intentions don't guarantee results. A good start does not ensure a strong finish. A decision to do a job is 5% of the work involved. Following that through is around 95% of the work. We saw examples on the clip, wow, of suffering but remaining positive and putting trust and faith in God. Isaiah 53 describes Jesus himself as the suffering servant. He was innocent. He'd done no wrong. Not suffering for his own sin, but suffering and taking responsibility for every single other person's sin. Job in the Bible lost his wealth, his health, ten children, but still chose not to curse God. He was described as a man of outstanding goodness, and he accepted his suffering. He sees in God a certainty which can overcome doubts and overcome fears. And again, we can all give testimony to that. Amazing stories that either we faced or amazing stories of other people that we ourselves know about. It's a bit like when you go to the doctors, you want the doctor to make you better. And sometimes you might need to go to hospital. Sometimes you might need an operation. Sometimes you might need medicine. And I always remember as a young kid, and probably still today, some medicines are horrible. And as soon as you were there, you'd spit it out. And as you get a bit older, you get a bit more disciplined. Tastes awful, but eventually starts to make you feel better. Same with ointments. You put them on cuts. Oh, some really stings. But eventually, the suffering passes and we become better. Trust in yourself and you're doomed to disappointment. Trust in your friends. They will leave you. Trust in money and you may have it taken away from you. Trust in reputation <clears throat> and some slandered tongue will blast it. But trust in God and you are never to be confounded or perplexed or bewildered or confused in time or eternity. That's what D.L. Moody tells us. So why? Still that question, why our purpose to trust God through suffering. Hebrews 5 verse 8 shows us that through suffering, Jesus didn't just learn obedience, he practiced it. He put it into practice. So what comes out of us suffering? 
and trusting God in suffering. This is what comes out of it. Loyalty. Loyalty comes and is proved through suffering. Maturity is gained through suffering. Sympathy can be born through suffering. And the amazing ministry which can be shared only through suffering is amazing. Leonard Wilson was a guy who later became the Bishop of Birmingham and he was tortured by the Japanese during World War II. And when the Japanese asked him why, if he believed in God, didn't God save him? And this is what he said. God doesn't save people from punishment or pain. He saves them by giving them strength and the spirit to bear it. And later, Leonard Wilson went back to Japan and actually baptized the guy who used to torture him because his response spoke to the guy that was torturing him. He was, in, he was moved by what he saw and what he witnessed. There may be some of us here this morning who are suffering. Well, be encouraged. Spring will always come, then summer. Admittedly, it can sometimes be a long winter, but stay close to God because that's what he wants. That's what he desires. It's about storming the forts of darkness where we are. It's about trying, that word, trying. I believe God, you know, he doesn't expect us to be perfect. He wants us to try. He wants us to be sincere. And he wants us to want to do our best for him. So try to put into practice what we know. Believe, feel, and receive what God offers. Faith in Jesus equips each and every one of us. And it grows us. It grows us to cope and bear and deal with things that we probably would struggle to accept through suffering if we didn't know Jesus. I often think, how do people cope when they have no faith with some of the suffering that comes? Again, it's about remembering He is with us in the boat. He is there to accompany us. I thought of some old songs, being an older guy. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. Other first lines, I need thee every hour in joy or pain. Though we are weak, His grace is everything we need. He turns our weaknesses into His opportunities. And now let the weak say, I am strong. When the foundations are shaken, and we don't know when that might be, when the foundations are shaken, what shall the righteous do? What will you do? What will I do? I would suggest we simply bow the knee and receive. Society, the world, people, again it was in the clip, they're looking for hope. They're constantly looking for hope. And we see little glimpses of it sometimes. The terrorist attacks in London, the Manchester terrorist attack, the Grenfell Tower, and we see little glimpses of hope in people, in humanity. But only God 
can bring true hope to our world and true power. Now, I've said this before. The bumps are what we climb on, yeah? Very often we come, no road is perfect. Well, most roads I drive on anyway, they're far from perfect. No road is perfect. No road is perfectly smooth. And, but what happens sometimes is when we come to troubles or we know there's troubles ahead, what we do is we try and maneuver them. We try and get out of the way. But I believe sometimes what we have to do is simply climb on them and trust God to bring us through them and to ride the storm, as it were, sometimes. And again, I've said this, don't pitch your tent in the storms of life and stay there because the storms will continue. Keep moving, not back, not to the side. Keep moving forward. And as Levi said in the video, Keep swimming, people. Keep swimming, church. Disaster and grief and suffering cause us to reach out in love and compassion when we firstly reach up to God. God calls us into the light, not into the dark. Hold on to Him in the good times and the bad. And here's a thought. Every storm runs out of rain. So trust in God. Our greatest progress often comes from our greatest pain. Our purpose. In some ways, I don't think it's about our purpose. I think it's about God's. And I think it's bigger, far bigger than our purpose. We are part of His purpose. Lord, build your kingdom here. Hope of heaven gets us through suffering. This is what Spurgeon says. The Lord gets his best soldiers out of the highlands of affliction. If Paul wants to come back up just as I tie up here. Friends, it's not easy. But let's try to smile through the rain, the tears. And let's try to see the rainbows. None of us know what the door to the future holds. But here's the good news. God holds the key. God holds the key. Faith is for all seasons. I wonder where we stand today. It's about victory in suffering. I wonder this morning, what gear are we in? Are we standing still? Are we in neutral? Are we in reverse? Or are we struggling? Well, if we are, we're at the right place this morning. So as we come to this final act of worship, let's just receive what God's got for us. And if anybody wants any prayer afterwards, then, then come and see one of the leaders or, or myself, and we'll pray for you. Because none of us, none of us, are immune, <clears throat> but in Jesus, we can have victory, whether we're in joy or pain. May God bless his word to us this morning. Amen.
This is the end of this message. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about our church, please visit www.chowdean.org.uk and please take a minute to rate our podcast on iTunes.